Hello and welcome to the Hype Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Safa Alchami, and stick around while I discuss mindset hacks and self-development advice that will assist you in unlocking your true potential. Welcome back to the Hype Coach Podcast. I am your host, Safa Alchami, and it has been a very long time since I recorded a podcast. There has been a lot of things in the works, and and every single thing that I test and create is so that way you guys can have the utmost best part of really enhancing your potential. I've been very busy organizing and planning my own events. This will be my first face-to-face interactive event that I would have hosted. It is actually on the 27th of May from 4 to 8 p.m. So if you want to book your tickets and you are in Sydney, please go do that on my website, www.thehypecoach.com forward slash booking. And it's the first event there. Alternatively, you guys can organize and book your own sessions there as well. You can learn about me and let's get straight into the podcast. Today, we're going to talk about a very cool subject, and I think it can resonate with quite a lot of viewers. It's all about why are you so sensitive? So if you are and have been described as a very sensitive person, or you may cry a lot, or you get defensive, or you get quite angry when people specifically target a comment about you, then this is basically for you. If you are in the social media space, you are expected to have some sort of thick skin. So let me explain to you why I've been able to give this forward first-hand experience and advice. I've actually been on social media for the past six years. This is actually my sixth year. And with social media, you would be sort of expected to have thick skin. And when I broke out onto the, you know, onto social media, my husband and I were receiving quite a lot of backlash because we went against the grain. If you guys don't know what I used to do before, I was a network marketer full time and I worked with a company called Enagic. Now I'm still an Enagic distributor. I've very much automated the service. Enagic basically is a network marketing company that allows you to sell water ionizers and i did this my husband and i did this growing a team we were the biggest sydney-based team we had over 250 people in our downline and we grew that online now in the past you would have heard mlm or network marketing organizations or leaders build their business through word-to-word events or just from friend to friend or person that you may know of i'm pretty sure someone knows someone within the marketing and network marketing gig Now, it was so fun, but because we went against the grain and we were online, we were a target to a lot of scrutiny, a lot of comments, and a lot of backlash. So yeah, we we learned how to have thick skin. We learned how to befriend the block and the delete button. We learned how to sort of shrug things off. And being on social media for a long period of time before it was even cool, it kind of teaches you a thing or two, actually. When I started to be a coach and now a therapist and a counselor, you're used to it. You're used to the scrutiny. You're used to everything um, that comes with it. Like I remember specifically people commenting about my hijab, commenting racist slurs and comments. And, you know, it didn't really affect us because we knew exactly who we were. So when we try to be less sensitive, be more with thick skin, it's actually a skill. Yeah. I teach you a lot of skills on this podcast and it's real life skills that everyone needs. I think my seven-year-old daughter came to me two days ago and she said, mom, my, um, my teacher keeps, you know, picking on me. And I'm like, okay, what is he picking on you for? And he says, well, 
everyone hands in their work and he, he tells me to go back and finish, like rewrite my work, rub it out and, you know, like erase it and do it all over again. And I said to her, and why is this upsetting for you? And she said to me, well, mum, I feel like he's targeting me and he doesn't do it to anyone else. And I looked at her and said, Salam, because that's my daughter's name. Salam, you're not that special. She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, your teacher isn't out to get you. He doesn't have it out for you. He's not going to specifically target you. That's a lot of energy. You're not that special. If your teacher wants you to do better, it's because he sees more potential and he knows what you're, what you're capable of. And then the same thing happened to my son days after. Well, mom, the teacher told me to rewrite my whole paragraph and I was already done. I'm like, okay, well, come on, well, did you rush? Yeah, mom, I rushed. Well, the teacher knows that you rushed. So when do we draw the line with positive criticism and negative feedback? Where do we draw the line? I don't think a lot of us actually know how to intellectually tell the difference. So this is what we're going to speak about today. What is being sensitive? A disclaimer on this podcast, I don't want you to be a robot. I don't want you to be a brick wall. What do I mean by that? I want you to feel emotion. I want you to embrace your emotion, have emotional regulation and understand your feelings and why you feel them. I also want you to identify your triggers. So if you do get sensitive, you figure out why and you work on it. Yeah, I know. It's plain blunt, plain simple. It's a little bit of tough mama feedback. When you're taking things seriously or personally, that's when you become a little bit more sensitive. Just like I told my daughter, you know what, Salam? It's not just about you. You're not that special. The world's not out to get you. I'm sorry, but it's true. You are designed with these emotions so that way you can filter out the world and experience life as it comes. Being less sensitive means that you have to take things from a unpersonal perspective. So it means that it comes from someone affecting you personally through the words that you say. And there are healthy ways to be more sensitive, of course, for us to experience love, passion, commitment, and really experience the world, it actually means that we need to deal with these emotions. No, I'm not going to emotionally gaslight you. I want you to be empathetic, but in helpful scenarios. So it's important to remember when you're taking things personally, it's because you're making it personal. You're taking it personal and it's not always personal. And like I said before, there is actually times where you need to be a little bit more sensitive and at a bit less sensitive. I don't want you to be all guns blazing at a at a funeral. No, I also don't want you to be all guns blazing in a brick wall when your friend needs some help or some guidance. No, I don't want you to do that. Okay, so I'm going to give you nine ways to be less sensitive. And if this podcast triggers you, great. That's what it's supposed to do. If you explain yourself or describe yourself as a crybaby, it's because you need to understand the world does not revolve around you. The world does not is not out to get you. So when you have a time or a scenario that makes you more sensitive or you find yourself triggered, I want you to feel the feeling. That's the first one. Feel the feeling. When something triggers you, if someone says a comment, this is what you're going to ask yourself. Are you ready? Yeah, these are really life practical skills and you can actually teach them to your children, which is great. Adults, teenagers, babies, whatever. First one is feel the feeling. Why am I getting triggered? Why did this comment trigger me so much? Second one was, what am I doing that isn't useful? Well, it's not useful that you're being triggered by something that shouldn't have triggered you. If something triggered you, it means to some point, some stance that you believe it to be true. And the third one is, how am I doing that? And you will realize that most of the time you're actually doing it to yourself. 
Yeah, people are not out to get you. You get defensive because you take it personally. And I've said it before, right? Opinions are like assholes. Everyone has one and they all stink. Everyone's going to have an opinion about how you should live your life, what you should say, where you should dress. It's an endless battle. You make things personally because you take it personally. Like I said, there's nothing wrong with being sensitive in certain scenarios, but you are not a brick wall. I don't want you to be so not sensitive so that way you're a freaking narcissist. And I also don't want you to be too sensitive so that way you're always continuously crying about everything. I want you to find the balance. Nothing is universally bad or good. I want you to have the self-awareness to identify these triggers. A person that is consistently growing is a person that's consistently thriving. Your potential is always going to be stretched and bounds. You're going to actually push your boundaries. You explain or what you expect to handle so well, so much. That's why every single time there's an adversity, your potential raises, your potential resilience level raises. And it's the part of life. You're going to go through these emotions. You're going to go through these scenarios and it's meant to shape you, shift you, learn, grow, progress to the next start of your life. If you have subconsciously made a goal in your head, when you are challenged, you are persistently raising that roof of what you think you're capable of. The second one is actually one of my favorites because this is why people come to therapy in the first place. Identify your triggers. When someone says something, your job is to figure out why you took it personally. First question you ask yourself to identify your trigger is, why am I being defensive? What subconscious self-limiting belief is this poking at? I'm going to give you guys an example. If someone comments on my weight, and I use this example because it's one that a lot of Arabs, oldies comment on. I'm sorry, I'm Arab. I'm as Arab as they get. If someone is commenting on your weight and you get defensive, it is because you have decided that your weight is an issue in the first place. If I was really lean, really mean, really strong, and I know what I'm capable of, and someone comments on my weight, it wouldn't affect me as much because I know I'm doing the best thing for my body with what I have. If someone triggers you with the comment that they say, it's because to some point you believe that point to be true. You believe it has poked one of your subconscious beliefs. I'll give you another example that's a quite a regular one with my clients. If someone comments on your parenting, yeah, I know. There's a lot of people that always comment on, on parenting. Yeah, and sometimes you're right. Sometimes maybe that's positive criticism that you should take into consideration. But the reason why you get defensive is because it has poked your subconscious self-limiting belief that you are not a good mother. Yeah, I know. It's confronting as shit, bro. I just said bro. <laughs> it's confronting. It's really confronting. If your husband has commented on the home that it is messy and you get defensive, it's not because it's messy. It's because you truly believe that you cannot keep up. And you're like, do you not freaking see me consistently freaking cleaning here? Help, pick up a freaking vacuum once or twice. It's because it pokes at a self-limiting belief. That's why it triggers you. 
Okay, for example, I'm going to give you another example. Well, well, I feel very generous today. If you are in, for example, I'm going to bring it back to the Arab culture because that's what I know best. If someone is commenting and you are in your late, maybe mid to late 30s and you're not married yet. Okay, yeah, I know this one's a good one. Why are you married? You should have kids. You need to find a nice man. You need to have kids. And they will repeat it, right? And you get triggered. You want to know why you get triggered? You get triggered because at some point, you believe you're going to be alone forever and you have believed that beyond reasonable doubt go back to what i said about anxiety a couple episodes back the reason why you get triggered is because you believe it beyond reasonable doubt and you don't know how to argue with the thought the belief you don't know how to argue with it and that's what i'm teaching you how to do yeah i know if you get defensive it's because it has poked as your subconscious belief, self-limiting one. Find out what that belief is and then go back to my episode about journaling and brain dump that shit. Yeah, I know. I've given you literally like free therapy. It's not freaking amazing. Find me another therapist that does this straight out. <laughs> Three, is it me or is it them? You're going to ask yourself, am I getting defensive because it is me or am I getting defensive because they're giving me positive criticism? Is it criticism that's actually helpful? Or is this person just a freaking asshole? Yeah, I know. You need to figure out the resource. If this person does not understand, they don't have any kids, they don't work in the children industry, they have no education around children, and they're giving you advice about how to raise your children, is that really a reliable source to give information? No, they just may just be an asshole that expects to know it all. No. But if this parent has multiple children, has a massive amount of resource when it comes to children, raising children. You like their parenting style and they comment on your parenting. Maybe I should take it. Maybe she knows better than me. And then you can make the conscious decision whether or not you take that feedback. Isn't it amazing? You still have the power of choice. You still have the power of choice of whether or not you can use it or lose it. That is the utmost life changer. Power of choice. In every single scenario that activates the fight and flight response you have to remember you have a choice you have a choice on how to respond you have a choice on how to react you have a choice on how to how to do everything after it you have a choice you always have a choice you just need to find that choice the aspect of fight and flight is when you believe beyond reasonable doubt that you have no choice you always have a choice find that choice use it so first one is feel the feeling Second one is identify your triggers. Third one is, is it me or is it just them? Is it helpful criticism or is it unhelpful criticism? Know the resource. Fourth one is know your informative resources, which is what I kind of touched on in number three. Does this person not like you and is giving you this feedback? Or do they actually like you and they want to help you? Kind of ties in with what we said before. Is this person helping you become a better you? better process better better human altering your personality as we say or is it that they just don't like you which is what i'm going to go back to what i said in the fir- like in the first couple minutes with my daughter i explained to her that your teacher doesn't just doesn't not like you your teacher sees more potential in you which is why they're pushing you beyond your limits or what you think is you're capable of that's what a teacher's supposed to do okay so if does this person not like you is it an envious friend that wants to comment on every single thing that you do or they just want to help you And sometimes it's quite confusing to figure out which one's which. But you can figure out whether or not this person's good for you or not. You can figure out if this person wants great for you or not. That is your decision. You have a choice. Use your power of choice. Number five is you are responsible for your emotions. You can't control anyone else 
but yourself. You have the ability to respond. You can't control what flies out of someone's mouth, but you can control your reaction to it. Isn't that amazing? Again, practicing the power of choice. People are going to talk shit. They just do. People talk a lot of shit. They deflect from their own lives. Some people have really sad and upsetting lives and they don't know how to deal with it. So they immerse themselves with other people's problems and issues and then they make you feel bad about it because they feel bad. Some people are just assholes. That's fine. We've really acknowledged that. But some people actually don't. There is a big percentage of the world that actually wants good for you. Now, does everyone know how to communicate that effectively? No, but that's fine. It's all the power of choice. You are in control of your emotions. You can't control what what comes out of someone's mouth, but you can control your reaction. That is the ultimate life changer. Someone can say anything. If it affects you, you take it into consideration, you believe it beyond reasonable doubt, that is when it becomes an issue. People can talk shit, right? People can say, you're nothing, you're an idiot, you're dumb, you're stupid, you're a donkey, whatever. But if you believe it and take it into consideration and actually apply it to your life and act as such, it becomes an issue. But when you kind of like, this person doesn't know what we're talking about. No, I'm, I'm definitely not dumb. I'm definitely not an idiot. I'm actually quite intelligent, to be honest with you. I don't know what there's retards talking about. They're probably dumb. They're probably retarded. Far out. Like, my lingo is very area today, but it's fine. I hope you guys can acknowledge and anticipate how real I am today on this podcast. Yeah, I know. It's very area, but it's for some, and I know it's not for some. It's fine. Okay? I am not everyone's cup of tea, and I think I've acknowledged that quite early on. Yeah, that's, that's actually, I'm going to add that one. You are not everyone's cup of tea. Okay? You are not F for everyone. And not everyone's for you. Not everyone likes tea. Not everyone likes sugar in their tea. Not everyone likes milk in their tea. You are not everyone's cup of tea. And you're not supposed to be. There are people that are not going to like you. And you know what? That is okay. And you know what? You, the aspect of you, who you are, is always changing. So someone who didn't like you back then, maybe may like you now. Hmm. You are not everyone's cup of tea. You're not always going to be liked. And that is the aspect of people-pleasing. Do you remember when we spoke about that? People-pleasing is you want everyone to like you no matter what circumstance or what resource or what qualification they have or what position they have in your life. Not everyone's going to like you. Being not sensitive is being okay with that. So stop expecting everyone to like you. They're not going to like you. I'm sorry. There's 7 billion people in the world. One of them is bound not to like you. I I have acknowledged that very long time ago and it was a life-changer for me. I am not everyone's cup of tea. Okay? That's fine for me. Those who I, whose cup of tea I am, they like me. So maybe you admire my area talk today. <laughs> Number six, accept that you're an observer of others and not a mind reader. Ooh, that's a confronting one. Accept that you're an observer of others and not a mind reader. Stop trying to read people's minds. No, it's not because they don't like you. It's because they're busy. No, they're not always thinking about you every single time. They're too busy engulfed in their own thoughts. Let me tell you that. Life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react. And words are just sounds, right? They're just sounds. Words are just sounds. You're the one that puts meaning to them. So if I say a swear word, to some people it's quite offensive. And if you're Australian, you would admire that because it means I'm authentic. It is just a word. You are the one that decides, hey, you know what? That's really offensive. Or you know what? I don't really like that. Oh my God, this person said this. Oh my God, this person acted like this. Oh my God, you make that decision, not me. 
You make that decision. You make the decision of whether or not this sound has meaning and you accept it into your being. Jim Ron once said, every morning, guard the door of your mind. What does that mean? Guard the door of your mind. It means be an observer for what you allow into your life, into your mind every day, into your energy. Be an observer. Don't assume. The minute you start assuming what someone's thinking, you're already, you're already losing. You're not a mind reader. I don't know anyone that has a super, like superpower that is a mind reader. You're not a mind reader. Stop trying to mind read shit. Stop overanalyzing the situation. That's, it's nothing. Stop doubting yourself. Let's refrain from doubting ourselves. Figure out what you control. If you go to a social gathering and you've decided that you have represented yourself quite well, don't go home and doubt yourself, man. That is really unhelpful. Go and figure out what you did well, what you didn't do well, and analyze that. Don't think, oh my God, this person doesn't like me. Oh my God, they looked at me differently. Oh my God, when they were talking to me, they were actually looking down at their paper. Do you reckon they're actually analyzing me? No, just no, stop, stop right there. Stop assuming. Everything starts with an assumption, it's gone, that's it. Once you start assuming and expecting someone to do something or react a certain way, you're already losing. Because 99% of the time, not everyone's going to act or react the way you want them to. So stop assuming, stop being a mind reader. Seven, expose yourself outside of your comfort zone. Learn different perspectives, values, and different viewpoints. And we say this as well. If you are the smartest person in the room, you are in the wrong room. Why do we say that? Because we want to get you out of your comfort zone. If you're in your regular friends friendship group, you're talking about the same shit, you're bitching about the same shit, you're gossiping about the same shit, where are you growing? It's just a waste of time and energy and space. Go and put yourself in a room that you're not the smartest. Make that a habit. Make a habit of getting out of your comfort zone because the more out of your comfort zone you become, the more you learn. So practice being silent and actually listening. And perhaps you'll learn a thing or two rather than just assuming what this person cares or thinks. Let me tell you one thing. People who are successful, highly successful, don't give a shit about what you look like. They want to see what you bring to the table and how you're going to enhance their business, their life, their company. Yeah, I know. It's a perspective shift. Number eight, learn to manage your emotion. Figure out how you face conflict. Do you avoid it? Do you escape? Do you get overwhelmed? Do you get that anxiety rush? Do you go straight into worry and over-analysis? Do you go into fight and flight? How do you learn to manage your emotion? And number nine, learn to set boundaries. Remember that not everyone is wants the best for you. And I think we've acknowledged that. Not everyone wants the best for you, but you have your own back. Make sure on your priority list, you are number one. Yeah, I know. It doesn't matter if you have kids and, and a whole family, inshallah, you have 13 kids. It doesn't matter. You need to be on number one on your priority list because if you're not there, nothing else goes through, okay? So acknowledge that you need to withhold your boundaries emotionally, physically, mentally. You are allowed to hold the boundaries so that way you're not taking advantage of. If someone does say something that you don't like, speak up. If someone does hurt their, your emotions and they're really not really empathetic about it, speak up. If you felt like it was very targeted and you know that they shouldn't have said that, speak up. Tell them, look, I don't know if this is what you meant, but it really affected me. Can we speak about it? Yeah. All right, it's confronting. 
I'm teaching you how to confront emotion, confront your your reaction, confront people who actually have hurt you. Not everyone knows they've hurt you until you've told them. Yeah, I know. Trust me. No one, no one knows. Next one is speak up when necessary and walk away when it's not. Speak up when necessary, when it's a friendly conversation. When it starts to get heated, walk away. Tell them, I will come back to this conversation when it's less heated. I think we're a little bit too too conflicted right now. The utmost biggest takeaway that you can take away from this podcast is I want you to have emotion, but in helpful situations. Not everything or everyone is out to get you. No one really cares about what you look like, how you care. Some people are deflecting their own insecurities onto you. Some people are just really outspoken and don't know how to have, they don't have a filter between their brain and their mouth. And some people just don't know how to have emotional regulation and empathy. Be mindful of what comes out of your mouth and also be mindful of what you allow into your mind. Stand guard to the foot of your mind. And that's the most important thing. If you want to learn more about this subject, I will be speaking about this subject along with a lot of different subjects on the 27th of May at my first face-to-face live interactive workshop. It's from 4 to 8 p.m. and it's only $50 per person. So if you are a Sydney cider, you are welcome and I invite you personally to this event. You guys can book the tickets through my website and I hope to see you on another episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. If this podcast episode helped you in any way, please share it on your socials. You can find me on IG, Safa Alchami, TikTok, The Alchami Life, and you can book to work with me personally through my website, thehypecoach.com. I look forward to working with you. Let's grow.